And we're joined now by Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. Brandon, good morning, man. We appreciate your time today. Sure, thank you for having me on. Let's start with the expectation. Uh, with, with Coach Beard leaving and headed to Austin, what was the expectation for this basketball team, or was there an expectation? You know, I think there was, and I think that expectation was to be where you are right now, which was to make, you know, the tournament and keep this thing kind of rolling. Um, I think Coach Adams, um, you know, had some self-expectations, obviously, and some team expectations that he wanted to, you know, wanted to reach. And I believe this this was one of those expectations fan-wise. I think you were obviously hoping for a tremendous season. Um, I don't know if anybody really saw you going undefeated at home. I think a lot of people wanted you to. And um, I don't know if that a lot of people expected you to do that. But um, knowing that, you know, the gas is, you know, all the way down to the floor and there was really no setbacks with Coach Beard leaving. And, you know, they showed improvements in some areas, actually. So I think uh, now the expectation for the tournament is obviously to go in there and you know, hopefully win the whole thing. But you're in probably the toughest region over there in the West. So um, expectation-wise, I think people want, want you to, go out there tomorrow and uh, win this game comfortably. When you look at this basketball team and, and, and talk about offense versus defense, is, is it true that this is built on Adams' defense more than anything else? Oh, yeah, for sure. And that was something that, um, you know, once Chris Beard left and the whole, you know, Mark Adams didn't get on the plane thing, that people were interested to see how, um, how well, you know, Coach Beard actually learned from Mark Adams to be able to play defense over there in Austin. I couldn't tell you. I've only seen a few games of theirs. Um, but uh, I do know Mark Adams' defense is going to be uh, tremendous every single year. It's going to be very, very difficult to uh, to break defense. They're going to you know, force you to make some mistakes, and they're going to capitalize on those. So uh, I think um, obviously the offense got a little better. I, from previous years, per se, it's not the best. Uh, they've struggled at times, and that's what they've done in the past. But that defense will always be there, and they'll always anchor on defense. But uh, I think I've heard a lot of people say, you know, in March, offense kind of wins. Uh, well, you need you need great offense in order to, you know, be able to make those runs in the tournament. We'll see uh, how far this defense can take them. We've seen it take them to the national championship, you know, a few years back. And um, obviously, the goal is to to be there on that Monday. So we'll see, um, you know, just how. Uh, how well this, you know, you know, new group of new transfers, first year Red Raiders, kind of really did own in on, uh, you know, Coach Adams' defense. Brandon, we were talking earlier uh, about Baylor and Norfolk State and how you can't overlook these type of opponents. And, you know, Texas Tech's in a very similar situation with Montana State. This is a team who hasn't been to the dance in 26 years. How do you, if you're Texas Tech, how do you hone in and not overlook them? You know, that's a, that's a solid question, uh, and it's a team that I think since 2022, at least, once they came back from that break, uh, they've only lost twice this year, technically. They've lost seven times overall, but they don't lose often. They don't know. They won their they won their uh, tournament, their conference tournament. Um, they shoot the three pretty, uh, pretty well, and that's something that the Red Raiders have struggled with. Obviously, it's a step up in competition for Montana State with the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and they really probably haven't seen or really know how to practice against a defense like Texas Tech, which is everybody's expectation. But they don't know how to lose. They're still a solid basketball team. Um, you know, teams that are really, really good make the tournament. Um, you know, like you said, you can't really overlook them. And, uh, you know, everybody loves a good Cinderella, and they're, they're, they couldn't be in a better position, I think, to um, – 
you know, play upset. And Texas Tech, on the other hand, loves being the underdog. And they know going into this one, they are expected to uh, to win, and they're a huge favorite. But like I said, they got to watch out, and that's something they've noticed. You know, the first day, um, the first night that they got selected on Sunday, that uh, Montana State loves that three ball, and that's something that's killed the Red Raiders in the past. So we'll see kind of how they they take it in stride, but they definitely have to have to lock it down because you don't want to be that first exit uh, to be you know tomorrow for the Red Raiders. What is the key for the Red Raiders? Is it transition basketball, being able to get the floor uh, in, in command and have that pace that they're looking for? Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to be able to want to. They're going to have to be able to rebound. Obviously, we've seen that hurt the Red Raiders in the in the past, and I think size wise, you have the a big advantage over Montana State. So I'm looking for the Red Raiders to kind of attack the paint. Um, on both ends of the floor, really, I'm expecting them to kind of work the ball inside and you know, hopefully not be, uh, be be on that outside uh, shooting by Montana State. But I think the Red Raiders kind of uh, focus in on getting the ball using Daniel Boncho, a younger guy that you know I think they probably would have wanted to play a little bit more. But you know he kind of had a setback with injury, um, and they had a lot of setbacks with injuries, obviously. But I think getting the ball in Kevin McCullough's hand to get up the floor and this kind of attacking in there with, uh, you know, even Bryson Williams and Kevin O'Banner and those guys. Brandon, when you look at these Big 12 teams who are in the dance, who do you think has the – which paths do you like the best and which paths do you like the, the least as far as the teams go? Really, that's, that's I love Kansas and Baylor. I don't think they can really get to the I think, you know, Texas Tech has a really, really tough route. Uh, you're, like I said earlier, the probably in the – the toughest region in the West over there, and you got to go through uh, Duke and Gonzaga if you do make it that far. And it's also obviously if those teams make it as well. But uh, you know, I think Texas Tech has a really tough path. Uh, I do like Kansas and Baylor, though. I like I kind of like where they both are. Um, I think I probably see them even right now with the tournament sits. Who wins, Brandon? Uh, uh, tomorrow, Texas Tech, or overall. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I see the Red Raiders taking it tomorrow. I do. I think uh, – I just think the level of competition uh, is obviously very different with the, what Montana State's used to. Um, I think the Red Raider defense is way too tough for the, you know, want to say a lower caliber team. Like I said earlier, Montana State's still a great team, still a solid team. But I just think the Red Raiders are just going to be a little too tough for them um, to take down tomorrow. How far do you see the Red Raiders going? You know, I really would like to see them make it all the way. I believe the Elite Eight against Gonzaga. I don't know if they make it farther than that, though. That Zags team is the team I have winning it all. Um, just in general, just I just think they're the toughest team in the country. And you played them before. Obviously, you would want that revenge game, but I just think there's a little bit too talented for you right now. So I think uh, a trip to the Elite Eight obviously would be a huge win for the uh, Red Raiders. Obviously, nobody would... Um, you don't want to see it end there, but I think if it did end in you know that elite eight kind of maybe even the Sweet Sixteen rounds, people would be pretty pretty proud of that for a first year head coach uh, or a first year you know Division One head coach in Mark Adams. Hey Brandon, what are you uh, what are you working on for uh, RedRaiderSports.com right now? Obviously, a lot of basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of basketball. Spring football is right around the corner. Uh, Joey McGuire has been speaking with us lately, so a lot of. Uh, football content coming, and then also, uh, you know, baseball still 
still churning over here in Lubbock as well. So, um, but really excited for spring football and really get to know Joey McGuire over here a little bit more. So, so far it's been, uh, he's been tremendous and uh, personally getting to know him and stuff. He's been pretty, pretty great. So really looking to see how the spring football season goes. Hey, Brandon, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. For sure. Thank y'all.